Then Jason runs through the door and rips my dick off. That's how she goes, boys. <laughs> Sorry for the delay, everybody. I know it's been like a month. Um, yeah, man, just life comes up. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to go to a like maybe twice a week format or something like that. But yeah, it's not a good excuse. The last month, honestly, just had some stuff going on. Was working a little bit more and, you know, working weekends and stuff like that. So whenever I've had some free time too, I've been trying to game a little bit more. So if I'm not doing this or if I'm not working, I'm trying to game maybe with some friends or just myself. And Gears 5 just came out. Gears. So I'm trying to play Gears 5 a little bit too. Um, but yeah, man, so that's been basically the excuse for the last like month of no uploads or anything. But I'm back into it now and appropriately on Friday the 13th. One of my favorite holidays. We get it a few times a year, but um, it gives me an excuse to kind of start the horror season, especially since it is 9, 13, 2019, September. So we're almost in October, so I figure we're just going to start the horror stuff now. Um, this is going to be a very spooky episode, and we're going to be just talking about maybe a little bit of the Friday franchise and you know maybe getting into um, some of the films that are on Netflix right now that I can you know, I can recommend so that you guys going into the next month have some stuff to watch. We're going to try to do a movie once every, uh, you know, Victoria and I are going to try to do a movie maybe once every few days or once a day or something like that to try to get into the, um, the spirit of the, the holidays upcoming. Today's a good start for that. So started off with some classic Friday Jason noises. Um, if you don't know, it's not actually the ch 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 ah 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 That's not actually the noise. It's supposed to be k k k ma ma ma. So it's supposed to be for kill for mom or kill for mother. Um, every time you hear it though, it's the first one. It's the ch 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 ah ah. But I don't know. Kind of an interesting little thing since the first movie is. I mean, clearly you should know this by now, <laughs> since it came out in 1980, but. Um, clearly spoiler warning since it's based on Jason's mother, the first one. Um, and Jason doesn't actually really like exist through the first movie, just kind of as a child till the ending. Um, but just fun fact, in case you guys didn't know, it's pretty cool, but yeah, we're going to be getting into just kind of a bunch of horror stuff now for the next like month. So you might not listen if you're not into this kind of shit and you're not passionate about this kind of shit, like I am. And the industry and film and video games and stuff like that um, having to do around, you know, um, this, you know, the scary or, or unexpected or dark or, um, you know, this kind of shit. Um, man, come back in like a month and a half. Is this these next few episodes are going to be super heavy for this shit. So we're going to get into it a little bit. So Friday the 13th, it's not the holiday itself very clearly. It's not based on... um. It's not based on the film franchise itself, in case you didn't know that. Um, the film franchise, I mean, it started in the 1980s, but the holiday itself is just, it kind of started as just like a, you know, a super not lucky day in like Western superstition. Um, it has to do with basically, <sighs> we're false. You know what? It's going to be a lot easier if I just pull this up. Um it occurs on the 13th day of the month, and the Gregorian calendar falls on a Friday, which happens at least once a year. We can occur up to three times a year. So what a lot of it has to do with in Hispanic and Greek culture, we're just going to go directly from Wikipedia just so I can more clearly explain this to everybody. Um, 
in Spanish-speaking countries, instead of Friday, Tuesday the 13th is considered a day of bad luck. The Greeks also considered Tuesday, and especially the 13th, any unlucky day, Tuesday is considered nominated by the influence of Ares, the god of war, or uh, Mars in Roman mythology. Um, the fall of Constantinople to the Fourth Crusade occurred on Tuesday, April 13, 1204, and the fall of Constantinople to the Ottomans happened on Tuesday, 20, the 29th of May, 1453, events that strengthened superstition about Tuesday. Um, clearly, today is Friday, but Friday the 17th in Italy is also considered a day of bad luck. Um, it also goes back a little farther to that. It goes back to um, the amount of people, including including Jesus himself at the Last Supper. There were 12 other people. Um, and then add him, so 13. So 13 just kind of comes up as the unlucky number. Then the 80s came around, and sh um, Sean Cunningham and Friday the 13th and all of them Sean Cunningham was the director for Friday, in case uh, you guys didn't know. Uh, they came up with Friday the 13th, and they used that and just kind of ran with it, and then that became one of the most successful or, you know, most well-recognized horror franchises um, of all time. So people now just kind of associate everything with bad luck, and especially that franchise. You see a lot of memes and stuff about it. So we, uh, I want to talk about that maybe a little bit because, you know, I grew up with a lot of you know, these kind of movies and stuff like that. And uh, definitely an influence on my life and kind of what I what I like and what I pay attention to now. And, um, you know, just a lot of that kind of stuff. So a lot of people don't necessarily, I'm going to give you maybe a ranking of the Friday movies too. There are so fucking many of them. But I don't know, I think it could be pretty cool. So Friday the 13th came out in 1980, directed by Sean Cunningham. It was... Um, of the list, how many are there? Are there 9, 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, plus the remake? So I guess 12, but 11 not including the remake in like 2009, 2007, whenever that came out. So 1980, Friday the 13th. 1980 was a direct response to... Halloween, which came out in 1978, um, John Carpenter's Halloween. And then prior to Halloween, you could look at maybe Black Christmas as like the first real slasher. And then you were looking at Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So Black Christmas and Texas Chainsaw were really kind of the things that kicked everything off. Um, and the Halloween came out in 78 introducing kind of a character into what would have been just like everyday everybody's kind of everyday life and where you live in the suburbs and then sean cunningham and crew basically figured out hey we can basically take a fairly similar character change the backstory put it in the middle of the woods in a cabin around a lake a lake in new jersey and thus friday the 13th was born um so the first movie it's I don't think it's the best of the franchise, but it is at least different and you don't expect it to be, um, you know, the spoiler being that it is Jason's mom, Pamela, um, as the killer, basically in the first movie, you're like, oh, okay. And then the ending happens and it's really cool. Uh, nobody really expects it. I think Friday has held up pretty well. The first one has held up pretty well. I wouldn't say the first Friday has held up as well as like, Halloween has over time and for sure not I don't think as well as 
Nightmare on Elm Street, which came um, a little bit later, like I think 80, let me see, 84 maybe, 82, 83, 84, 84, yeah. Um, I don't think Friday's held up as well as Nightmare on Elm Street either, the original one. Uh, but it's interesting because you didn't have necessarily that iconic character in the first one. You just had kind of a shadow with hands killing. That's really what the whole movie kind of is. This is it's cuts of hands, you know, just strangling and stabbing and stuff. You never see anybody, but the hands are coming for you. And that that's that's really what you have to look out for hands. You know, they'll come for you when you're sleeping. They'll come for you. You're standing on the other side of the wall. Hands bust through the wall. You don't know who it is. There might not be a body attached. The hands, though. That's what's coming for you. And then we got Friday the 13th Part 2. I think it's held up pretty well over time. That is um, Jason becomes the character, the killer for the first time. Um, so that kind of kicks off. I would say that kind of kicks off like what the franchise eventually becomes. Um, so Friday 2, you get Baghead Jason. So that's him walking around with like a potato sack on his head or whatever with his fucking overalls and stuff. That's pretty sweet, though. I'm cool with Friday part two. And then Friday the 13th part three came out one year after 81 after part two. So this is kind of interesting. And this doesn't really happen any anymore with horror as much as Blumhouse would like it to. Um, Friday the 13th, 1980. Friday part two, 81. Friday part three, 82. So three years, 80, 81, 82, we got three movies. And these are three movies that really kicked off basically like a huge part of the slasher genre. And you're talking about the early 80s. Like the 80s was really where slashers came to be, I would say. Like that's when you got your icons. That's when, you know, Michael was running around. Jason was doing his thing. Um you had a lot of remakes of Texas Chainsaw and you had a lot of off-brand stuff. And then the 90s even carried through with that. But the 80s was pretty big for that kind of stuff. Um, so Friday the 13th, part three, 82. Two years later, we get part four, the final chapter, which of course is a lie. So it, I'm going to actually uh, redirect here a little bit too. If you guys really want, I'm not going to go in depth with this stuff. But if you guys really want to go into this, there's a great YouTube channel. Very entertaining. Um, it's called The Death Twitch with Eric Harrison. And um, he hasn't been super active lately, but he's done all these franchise reviews. And he goes very in-depth with it. Um, if you're kind of interested in just learning about, like, even if you're not extremely interested in it, kind of just learning about some of this horror like stuff and how it came to be and how the movies were made and the shit that went wrong during the movies and stuff like that. It's really, really interesting to kind of hear that take on it. So look up the death Twitch on YouTube. Um, and then, like I said, Eric has made some really great videos and he's pretty funny. Uh, but going through this franchise, like I've watched this franchise review many times and I've seen this franchise many times myself. Um, so, it's interesting going through finding out like, oh, the final chapter. It was actually supposed to be the final chapter. And I believe, let me make sure I'm not getting this wrong. I believe Paramount. I think Paramount was the production company. But basically what happened was um, you started getting a lot of people coming out with the horror causes, violence and kids and shit like that. The same 
bullshit we're dealing with now and have been with violence in video games and it makes kids shoot up Walmarts, that kind of thing. People were blaming the same thing on Friday and, uh, you know, Halloween and stuff like that in the 80s. So what was really supposed to happen in part four, that was supposed to be the end. And then let me see how it was. Friday part four's budget was 1.8 million and they made 32. So I believe it was Paramount. They were like, ah, oh, nah, we're going to keep pushing ahead with this for sure. And uh, Friday part four was also the introduction of, let me make sure I'm saying this right. I don't want to be wrong about this. I'm about to watch these franchises too in the next few days. Um, I just want to make sure that this was the introduction of Tommy Jarvis, which I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so Friday part four started getting into the Tommy Jarvis um, saga, which was three movies. And Tommy Jarvis was paid, played by Corey Feldman, who we all know had a pretty fucked up life as an actor <laughs> growing up. And man, that kid was, you know, taken in and chewed out by Hollywood, man. Um, but he started the Tommy Jarvis um, saga in the Friday fr franchise. So that was supposed to be the ending was the final chapter. And then it kind of got weird from there. And then a new beginning came out. That was part five. That was 85. So it came out the next year. So this is kind of what happened with the Friday um, franchise. We had 80, 81, 82. That's Friday one through three. 84, 85, and 86 all saw chapters four, five, and six. So again, another three year, you know, one, two, three came right out. Okay. And then they took two years off and we got Friday the 13th part seven. Like, and what came out right after part seven, we got 88 and 89 part eight. So this shit really just started coming out. Like the first three were really kind of just meant to be, I don't want to say this like self-sustaining trilogy, but it was supposed to be the best of an alternative killer of an alternative slasher to the Halloweens of the world. So we got Friday, which was always campy and fun. You weren't supposed to love the characters. Like it was really just one of those things. It was a hack and slash. Kids go to these camps, bang, get destroyed. That's what it was supposed to be and just kind of fun. And then after basically part four, they realized we have to start tr trying to do something different. Um, I would say after part four is probably when everything starts to tank. Um, so Friday part five is a new beginning, and that was uh, March 22nd, 1985. And I don't know, man. This is the Tommy Jarvis saga, and this is played, again, not just by Corey Feldman, but then they started adding another guy in um, playing the same character. So this is kind of when it started to fall apart, I think. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. I don't think this one was all that bad, but there was some craziness going on like with just ideas and shit that didn't really work out. Um, you know, ideas that were played out and you can tell if you sit down and you just take, let's say a day or two and you go through this franchise, you can tell after four, this is when it was like, mm, should we keep doing this? You know? Um, but at that point you're too invested in the care and you know, in like the, this icon that is, jason Voorhees. so now you're like well uh shit there's another jason coming out and another friday 13th i'm gonna go see that um 
So this one made $21.9 million on a $2.2 million budget. And that's kind of the thing is that Friday never costs that much and it always has a return on investment. Um, but Friday part five, I think, is when it started to fall apart. And then we have part six, which I don't know, man. <laughs> it's hard because you start to watch it and you're like, oh, this is not great. You know, it's okay. You got some of them. Jason's coming back with electricity and like, there's just a lot of craziness going on. Now, what's interesting though, is after part six, you start getting into the new blood. Now, part six, it's where they introduced the best Jason played by Kane Hodder. What sucks balls is Kane Hodder played the three worst movies. He is the best Jason Voorhees in the three worst movies. So that's part seven, part eight, and Jason goes to hell part nine. Um, it's this, what he added to the character was this kind of, it's not like Jason spoke or anything once Kane became it, but you could see the body language was different. It wasn't zombie Jason. It was like, I mean, I guess one of the movies it was it was zombie Jason, but it was very much like it was this very kind of intimidating, um, quick, the body language that Kane got out of the character of Jason from him playing it wasn't something that we saw before necessarily. It was almost like you're watching a force on screen. Um, and it was it's very interesting because you can see a difference. Once you get to part seven, you can see a change in what is the character that people are there to see. You can see how it changes and you're like, ah, oh, this one is more entertaining, though the movies are the worst. That's what sucks. And he follows that, you know, his part up, the new blood. He follows part seven up with Jason Takes Manhattan. Which, again, I implore you to go look up the Death Twitch on YouTube and watch Eric Harrison's review of this shit because it's so funny. But it's so true. Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan, it's part eight, is a fucking lie. It is, it was a, unanimously, it's considered one of the most disliked Fridays. And that shouldn't be it. This, the marketing for this movie was so false in the 80s. And you have to remember, I mean, throughout the 80s, even though you really only had Jason was doing his, his thing. There were some minor slashers and um, Freddie was doing his thing. Michael Myers went away for a while in the eighties. You know, he wasn't like really around in the eighties. I don't think, let me see. I think Halloween four. I don't, I think Halloween four came out in like 86 or 88. It came out in 88. So between Halloween 2, which came out in, I think, 81 and 88, Michael was gone for seven years. So the 80s was really Jason. Um, as, as far as slashers go, you had some other stuff, but you had really Nightmare on Elm Street in the 80s, and you had this, and you had some Texas Chainsaw remakes. But Friday was kind of the heavy hitter for the 80s. So everyone was really excited when Friday the 13th Jason takes Manhattan part eight. Jason takes Manhattan was going to come out. He's in Manhattan for fucking like three scenes. 
I mean, it should have been seriously. It should have been part eight. Jason takes a boat ride because that's literally what it is. Like he's on a he's on like a boat making his way up to New York, just killing everyone on the fucking boat, and then they get up there. It's a whole thing. It's really not that enjoyable. There's there's like one part I guess that's kind of funny on a rooftop with this black dude that's punching him, and then Jason just knocks his head off. That's pretty cool, I guess. But, man, part eight sucks, and it's so disappointing. And that's the, the most problematic thing about all of this is not the writing sucked, the marketing was terrible. But the most disappointing thing is that seven, eight, and nine are such disasters. And those are Kane's movies. And it's just like, you know what, when the remake came out in 2007, everybody really hoped that it was going to be, I could be wrong, it might not even be 2007, this might be 2008, 9, something like that, 10. Um, everybody wanted Jace, and everybody wanted Kane Hodder back to play, and he didn't come back to play it. I just don't think they asked him, um, and that sucks. So everybody just wanted you know, wanted to see their favorite Jason come back, and then they followed part eight up with Jason Goes to Hell which is false advertising doesn't go to hell at all in the director's commentary. It was the first time director right out of film school and they fucking handed him a Friday movie. That was his first movie. They were like, here, take this and run with it. See what you do. Unsurprisingly, it's a piece of shit. It's a terrible movie. Um, Jason does not go to hell that there are like little orbs that come out of him and stuff. And quite honestly, Jason's not really in the movie. He's in it twice. He's in it at the very beginning and kind of at the end. So the rest of the movie, it's just this orb kind of going between different people. And that orb, it, like it's supposed to be Jason, basically. It's very strange. It's really weird. Um, so like this, this guy at the beginning, Jason's killed at the beginning. They get his heart. This guy in the morgue decides to eat Jason's heart because fucking why not? Eats his heart. Basically, Jason's, I guess, in the heart. And like becomes this this like black more guy, and then it goes into somebody else and morphs and whatever. And then at the very end, Jason kind of returns. But man, this movie sucks too, and that's really really unfortunate. And then what did they follow up ninety three with? Jason goes to hell, the final chapter. That was ninety three. So we had chapter four, the final chapter, and we have <laughs> Jason goes to hell, the final chapter, nineteen ninety three, almost ten years apart. What do they follow that shit up with? Jason X, Jason in fucking space. Oh my god. This is so bad. It's good. I mean, I'll I'll watch Jason X. I won't even feel bad. You know? It's it's just so bad. The light, the set lighting is terrible. It's dark as fuck. You can't really see that much. The the like the CG elements are garbage. The sci-fi stuff, like I don't have a problem with sci-fi per se, but sci-fi with this franchise just really doesn't work. It's it's not good. But I implore you to watch Jason X and laugh at it because it is hilarious. It's so bad. Oh, it's hilarious. You got Super Jason running around with his fucking stupid mask. Oh, it's great. Watch it and just laugh at it. Get some popcorn. Don't expect it to be a good movie. It is just terrible but it's so bad it's funny and then they followed that shit up with two years later freddy versus jason which was rumored earlier for years and years and years is something that was going to happen because again these were the two big ones in the 80s um michael wasn't really around and the hellraiser franchise never quite clive barker's hellraiser never 
elevated to the level of a Friday. I personally like Hellraiser 1 and 2 more than maybe any of the Fridays. I like Part 3 a lot. Um, But Friday, Freddy vs. Jason was rumored for many years. And then that shit finally came out and it wasn't. It wasn't Kane Hodder. Um, disappointment. But truthfully, I think the first time I saw Freddy versus Jason, I don't know when I saw it. It came out in 03. I remember thinking like how disappointed I was by it. But then when I watch it now, like I know the acting is is not great, but it's not great because of the two main people. It's not, it's like it's not great because of the other characters that either supposed to get you to care about, but really you're just kind of like, listen, we're here for Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. These two fucking juggernauts fighting. That's why you're watching the shit. That's why I'm watching it. Um, so now when I watch it, I think I like it a little bit more. Uh, and it's just cool seeing them both on screen. You have the great Robert Englund back playing Freddy Krueger and together I mean you just have this duo and of course the budget's a little bigger you're talking about 25 million it made 115 though I mean this was a movie that was you know it was rumored for a very long time very long time and I have nothing again against Ken Kersinger but he's not Kane Hodder man it could have been Robert Englund and Kane and that's what people wanted and instead, I think it's okay, but the rest of the movie is just so not good. It's just kind of whatever. And then we have the remake, which I can't even find because it's not on the list, list list. But like I said, came out after that. I think it was like 7, 8, 9, 10, something like that. Um, that was okay. The characters are garbage, and they tried they tried going too hard in character explanation and in background. Like, oh, why are they, why are they here? Why... Who are these characters? Whatever make you care about them. But this isn't the Halloween franchise. Like they're not trying to. It's different in that. There's breathing room in Halloween. For you to get to know the characters. Same with Nightmare on Elm Street. Same with Texas Chainsaw. This. Friday. Is not like that. You're going to the theater for a Friday movie. To see Jason hack people up. That's really all it is. So I would say through the franchise, this first part's almost over in the next three and a half minutes. I'm going to, um, I'll rate this franchise from what I think. So worst is truthfully, I'd rather watch Jason X than Jason goes to hell is terrible. I would say. Hmm. Let me see something real quick. Friday the 13th, Roy. Which one is he? A new beginning. That's what I thought. Okay. So I need to touch on this. A new beginning. Jason Voorhees is actually not the killer. Spoiler. Um, It is a fucking <laughs> paramedic that's in the background for like three seconds. In one scene, <laughs> he's the fucking killer again. And it's just hands. It's hands busting through the wall and the, you know, stabbing shit. It's all hands coming to get you. But his name is Roy, the paramedic. 
he's the fucking killer, man. Oh shit. Oh, it's hilarious though. Um, so I'm going to go. Jason goes to hell is terrible. That's like one of the worst. That might be Ty. That is, it's awful. And then there's Jason takes Manhattan. Terrible. Then probably Jason X, which is awful. Then the new blood. Then I'm going to go with a new beginning because fuck Roy, even though it's funny. Then we'll go with Jason lives. And then we're talking about the final four. I'm not really going to, I'm not even going to include the remake. Um, the final four, we're going to go with the final chapter. And then the first Friday, the 13th is number three. And I'm going to go with Friday, the 13th part three is my favorite. And part two is my second. So three, two, one is actually the order that I'm going with, you know, in reverse for my top three favorite Fridays. So I just want to talk about the franchise a little bit. I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, again, a little bit down the line as we start getting into other horror franchises as we get closer to Halloween. But this is the first part, and I just wanted to touch on it a little bit. Talk about Friday the 13th, the franchise. And if you guys want to talk about this at all, please, like, text me or call me, or um, we can get together and we can watch the franchise because this is really something you have to treat yourself to sit down and watch them all and be like oh, okay i get why these were so popular the effects that tom savini gets out of shit i mean he really started everything you can do with practical effects and it's just amazing in this franchise so we're going to return in a second with part two going on with friday back again um, we are going to, what I want to do is I want to pull up Netflix. This is Friday the 13th of September, 2019. Um, what I want to do is look at what horror is on Netflix that I can recommend for you guys in case, you know, you're ever wondering what should I watch or what's on here that's worth watching. I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, I have it all right in front of me. I am on Netflix movies and then under horror movies. So other shit's probably separated, like thrillers and stuff like that. I can go through that as well. But right now, we're just going to look at horror. First one up is The Conjuring 2013, James Wan. Watch it. It is, I think, one of my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. And if, you over, if you've already seen it, it's worth re-watching. It's extremely well done. The music at the very beginning at the WB logo, the Warner Bros. logo at the beginning tells you what you're going to be in for it is brooding and it is dark and the direction and the set design are awesome and some facts on this too when they were making when they were filming the conjuring so this is based on ed and lorraine warrens who were you can call them basically uh you can call them con artists <laughs> but they used to basically be like like demon investigators and kind of shit like that. Um, but while they were filming The Conjuring, um, there was a lot of crazy shit going on like all the time on set. And, uh, you know, you hear shit about like when The Exorcist was being filmed, there was stuff going on. And some movies just have a lot of crazy shit happening on set that's unexplainable or could very well be paranormal or something. Um, and... But usually unlikely. On The Conjuring, though, they built the set from the ground up, like the house and everything like that. And what happened was there was a lot of weird energy and shit going on all the time. 
And whenever they were, they brought, you know, some priests and all that kind of shit to the set. And um, Lorraine Warren, everybody knew that everything fe it felt kind of weird. And they were like, well, James, the director, they were like, James Wan. Um, they were like, James, well, what, you know, where there's something here for sure that's really off and really um, kind of a dark vibe. And he was like, well, that's impossible. We built everything from the ground up. Everything, you know, the um, the house is new, like all that kind of stuff. They're like, but what, you know, what did you fill the house with? And antiques. So they got, they filled the entire set of this very large, it's kind of like a plantation. It's like this really large house in the woods um, with really old antiques that I don't know. I'm not there. I wasn't there. But everybody was kind of like, ah, that's the weird shit. That's the weird vibes. Um you know, so true or not, it's, you know, it's kind of cool that that shit, that that shit's happening, but you don't think about that kind of stuff when you're filling it, like where you get this stuff from and why would you care until you were doing a demon based movie in the middle of the woods with antique furniture and cabinets and shit like that. And you watch the movie and there's a scene that I'm actually looking at right now on the Netflix preview. And that piece in particular, this really large uh, chess was a, um, that was not a built set piece that was also um, an antique that they got from back in the day. Um, so we'll move on from the conjuring, but again, it is a 92% match for me. I think this is one of my favorite, um, horror movies of all time. This is probably a top 10, maybe top five, maybe not sure. Um, it's worth a rewatch though. The conjuring two is excellent as well. It's not as good as the first one, but the conjuring two, I can also, um, that has some really good scenes. So part two, I'm going to say, I'm going to sign my name on that too. Go ahead and watch that. we got 47 meters down. I have not watched it yet. Um, I find that shark movie, there are like maybe two good shark movies ever. And one of them is Jaws. So I don't know. I'll watch 47 meters down. It came out in 2017. I've not seen it yet. So we'll see what's going on with that. The Witch is, I have it tattooed on my body. It is one of my favorite movies of all time, period, horror, period, peace or not. Um, would recommend if you go in expecting a straight up horror movie, you will hate every second of it. It is only an hour and a half, but it feels like two and a half. You have to pay attention to it. The language is hard to understand. It's very early English um, in New England, but it is stunningly shot. And the director of this, Robert Eggers, has another movie coming out in a month month and a half the lighthouse that's going to be a second one coming very exciting we're going to move on to insidious uh i have seen all of them i would say absolutely watch it it is the one of if not i think the best pg-13 horror that we've had in the last like 25 years uh excellent excellent film i like the first two an awful lot the third one I like, and the fourth one's okay. The third one uh, isn't that bad. I just don't think you ever feel like they're actually like in a ton of danger. The first two, though, awesome. And the first one, at that time, that was 2011, the way that that was shot was 
kind of like you know James Wan pulling out as much as many stops as possible while keeping it PG thirteen. And there's just a lot of really cool um, Carpenter inspired shots in there, like the house and how things look. And it's just really really cool. And James Wan's style in the Insidious franchise really really comes through. It's awesome. Um, we're gonna keep going here. Gremlins classic gizmo spike awesome awesome movie um this is 84 so this came out the same year as a nightmare on elm street um gremlins is funny and cute nightmare obviously is not but this is gizmo is one of the probably icons of you know 80s 90s horror and i would say this isn't a straight up horror movie though um this is like a it's like a horror comedy kind of. And I watched it recently, like within the last year. No, no, no. Within the last six months, seven months, I feel like. And the main actor, what is his name? Let me just look this up really quick. I can't remember his name. Zach Galligan as Billy. Holy shit, what a bad actor. Wow, you watch Gremlins and you're like, every time he talks, I mean, what a shit character. Everything is his fault. Everything that happens in the movie is directly 100% his fault. Like, I don't feel bad for him at all. I don't feel bad about anything that happens because it's all him. But Gizmo's awesome. He's he's the best part of the whole movie. I'd say watch Gremlins, if not just for the practical effects. Um, they would still hold up pretty good today. And it sucks that practical effects aren't really that popular now. They are sometimes um, like Krampus does it very well and um, Trick or Treat did it very well. Like practical effects need to come back soon because um, CG just isn't doing it, man. Uh, Gremlins, 82% match, 1984, hour and 46 minutes. That shit's longer than The Conjuring. Wow. Okay, Gremlins does not feel... Okay. Or uh, The Witch. The Witch is an hour and a half. Gremlins is an hour and 46 minutes. Wow. All right. Watch Gremlins. It's awesome. Good uh, horror comedy classic. And we got Scream. Damn. Scream is tremendous scream is so good and it was it was one of those things where for a while we didn't really have another horror icon um we just didn't scream came out in 96 that's a lot of time between like the shit that how that you know paramount was putting out for um friday and what mayor max was doing with the halloween franchise and there was just a lot of shit coming out and then Scream came out by Wes Craven, who this is his second big ass fucking movie because you're talking about Wes already created with Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger. Now we're creating Ghostface too, which becomes for the next like 10 years the most popular Halloween costume in the country because it's cheap. It's just that white mask because you already know what it looks like. You can imagine it in your face right now, in your head right now, uh, the Scream mask with a black cloak. Uh, and that little knife. Um, Wes Craven just killed this. This is an excellent movie. Watched it the other day at a bar, Jekyll and Hyde. It was on. Um, 
made $173 million on a $15 million budget. This is when, you know, I think people often overlook Scream as one of those big influential franchises because Scream itself was so influenced in the movie by the other, you know, the other big slashers, but Scream really brought it out. Um, man, and it brought so much to the table. Their directing was great. The music was great. Watch Scream for sure. Um, if, you know, if not for me, just to get you in the holiday spirit, because it is great. And we have Hush um, came out in 2016 on Netflix. It is also very, very good. Hush is directed by Mike Flanagan, who does Haunting of Hill House and the new um, Shining sequel, Dr. Sleep. Hush is very, very good. It's quiet. It's very silent and isolated. And it is worth a watch. It's an hour and 21 minutes. It's absolutely worth a watch without question. So if you can watch Hush, it's an easy watch. You can just sit there, knock it out in one night, and go ahead and do your thing. But Hush is something to keep your eye on for sure. Scary movie too. Why not? I don't know why this is in horror movies. It is hilarious though. Scary movie too was is probably my favorite one actually. And you got the uh um what's her name? The girl from the ring crawling out of the TV. That shit is gold. That shit is so funny. Um, yeah, this is a very good movie though. I really like scary movie too. I'm gonna watch that soon. As above, so below 2014. Garbage. I hate this movie. I don't know why. Like, I'm I must be in the minority here because the horror subreddit absolutely loves as above, so below. I think this movie sucks. Um, I kind of get the concept of it. I think the actors really aren't very good. I think the script's not very good. It's just not something that I'm I'm into, and I gave it a shot. I really did because I heard so much about it, and I finally got around to watching it last year. It took me. It came out in 2014. I watched it in 2018. It took me four years to get to it. I finally watched it, and I was like, this is so fucking stupid. Didn't like it. Not going to watch it again. But maybe if you're into, you know, the setting I don't even have a problem with. It takes place, like, in the catacombs under Paris, which is cool because I like the claustrophobic setting of horror. And The Descent is also is probably my top 15, top 20 favorite horror movies. Um and the descent is based entirely like in a cave system in a mountain and under the ground. I love that. But as above, so below just has a lot of stuff going on. I didn't really love the story. It's just not, I was not into it. Move on. The autopsy of Jane Doe was great. 2016, give it a shot. Pretty cool. And then we have, um, I'm going to skip that. Then we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre but it's the remake of 2003. If you guys can watch the original, the remake really isn't that bad, actually. Um, this is probably... So Michael Bay's production company is Platinum Dunes. This is probably the best Michael Bay-produced remake. Because, yeah, because um, Nightmare on Elm Street definitely is not. But that wasn't his... I don't say... Yeah. That was not very good. And then the Friday remake was also Platinum Dooms. That was okay. You can give it a shot. I would say the Texas Chainsaw one might be a little bit better. You got Jessica uh, Jessica Beale in here. Um, she's she's uh, she's 
okay in the movie. You know, she's not bad. She does what she can do with it, but it is what it is. It's okay. Just watch the original. I mean, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original is such a masterpiece of all movie cinema. Like it is one of the best movies ever made straight up like up there with the shining and jaws it is the first texas chainsaw is something very special and gives you this feeling that i don't think you often get in current film like a true sense of dread and there's something really fucked up going on and the way that it's shot with the pov style like it's just really great at the end the running scenes very, very good. And Tobin Hooper as um his performance is just man. You guys have to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can't understate it enough because I feel like people always kind of overlook Texas Chainsaw. Toby Hooper directed it, and what he did with that movie was just crazy. It was just so, so good. And Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface, get out of here. In the most iconic, one of the most iconic performances of all time. And he improved like the entire last scene on the street. Come on, man. Gunnar Hansen, one of the best horror performances ever. And Texas Chainsaw came out in 74. You're talking about four years before even Halloween came out. Great, great, great movie. Um, I'm going to go through and just try to find some stuff that might be interested in. Mm. You start getting into some garbage in here. Gerald's Game is very good, 2017. Um you should watch that. That's an hour and 43 minutes. I think anybody would rather enjoy Gerald's game. Um, good actors, good story, very unsettling at times. This is something that I would say don't overlook and absolutely watch for sure. A hundred percent to make you very uncomfortable. Bye bye, man. Garbage. Um, there are a lot of Netflix films on here that I have not seen yet, so I can't go into it. Cloverfield, the first one, is not bad. It kind of was one of those, um, you know, first like POV kind of um, shots, but it made so much money. This was a really successful movie, and it kicked off the uh, Cloverfield franchise. So I'd say Cloverfield's probably worth watching too, an hour and 24 minutes, if you can deal with shaky cam. Um, Train to Busan is great. Uh, I hear Apostle is really good. I haven't watched it. Carrie 76. I know Carrie is like a classic. I don't love Carrie. I prefer Christine a lot. The car one. I don't really love Carrie that much. It's a good story. It's just something I've seen the movie like three times and I'm just never really taken. You know, I'm never like, wow, but. Go over a little more. Scream 4. Oh, solid. It was okay. The Green Room. Watch The Green Room. for Basically, of what I've already said, The Conjuring, Texas Chainsaw, Scream, The Green Room. Green Room is great. Really, really unsettling. 
unexpected. Um, watch the green room for sure. An hour, 35 minutes came out 2015. Just watch the green room. Now, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and do that. Treat yourself. We're still going here. Scream three woman in black two. pass. The first one was garbage too. Uh, cult of Chucky. Did I like this one? I don't remember. I think I liked this one. I'm not sure though. I have to watch it again. I thought it was okay. I'm just going through here. Tusk. Very, very good. Very excellent. 2014. Um, I would say see Tusk if you can. Um, Kevin Smith movie. Very good. Dark. Tusk is bizarre though. Tusk is really strange. Um, I think I personally really liked it, but it's very, the ending is extremely unsettling. I can get down with it because that's my thing. But I don't know if everybody can. I really enjoyed Tusk. I'm still going through some of this. So you start getting into a bunch of garbage here on Netflix. And that's really Netflix's problem is they have just so much. They have good content. Like I see Rocky under here and Starsky and Hutch. And there's some movies. Thor Ragnarok, which is going to be taken away for all the Disney stuff. But I think, I don't know. This is a thing for another podcast. But I think Netflix might kind of be in trouble when Disney Plus launches. And all the Fox and Disney content is taken off. I think Netflix is either going to have to lower prices. Or they're going to have to do something else with their content. Because... There's so much garbage on here. There's just so much trash that nobody should watch ever. Um, you know, there's these low budget horror that that never see theaters, and they're you know, they're released direct to Netflix and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a reason that happens. I'm gonna go down a little bit here. We're gonna see if we can go to like thrillers or maybe something that. Something that's horror related. We pretty much picked out the stuff that I would I would recommend seeing on Netflix. Now, if you have Prime and and Hulu or something like that, you might have some other options, which I do have those, but I just wanted to look at the Netflix um, options. There's suspenseful movies. Hush is in there. Bird Box. Okay, I'm going to talk about Bird Box a little bit. I think I might have already talked about this on one of the earlier podcasts, um, but I, I need to talk about this. Bird Box was so underwhelming and overrated. Listen, just because mom and dad and grandma and your friends are saw Bird Box, you don't all have to like the shit. I'm not saying you have to really dislike it like I do, but look, Bird Box was a quiet place. With a worse script, worse acting. It wasn't even Sandra Bullock's fault, really. She's a good actress. I don't have an issue with her. The story was so fucking stupid. And it was two hours and four minutes. It was too long. There's only really one actual real altercation in the movie in the river. Listen, when this shit ended, I remember just feeling like, wow. I'm so glad this is over. It was so stupid and oh, I cannot. This is one of my most disappointing, overrated, and least liked movies in the last 10 years. 
it's infuriating to me that people were like, gotta see Bird Box, Bird Box. And meanwhile, there's other shit out there that I'm like, please, God, watch this instead. You know, support this thing instead because it deserves it. Uh, Bird Box. And look, this is coming from somebody. I always want horror to, it's like in a revitalization stage over the last 10 years. Like what companies like, you can hate Blumhouse, but they've put out some good content. They've been trying. I think they've gotten better over the last 10 years. And then you can look at something like what A24 does with their films. Their suspense and horror films are like The Witch, like that kind of stuff. Um, And what Jordan Peele is able to do. Like these kind of movies, we're in a revitalization of horror. And it's awesome. And we have some more stuff coming down the line that I'm excited for. There's a Nosferatu remake coming at some point. Um, There's just some stuff coming that I think is going to be awesome. And then the thing that gets real popular is fucking Bird Box. That's unbelievable. And I think it's just kind of because we're in this stage right now where like a, a, like a few people like it and then it just kind of spreads and spreads. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, you got have you seen Bird Box? You got to see Bird Box. Listen, not only do you not have to see Bird Box, you should actively avoid Bird Box and watch A Quiet Place. Because it's a much better movie with much better writing and acting. And it's the same thing. But with actual, like, antagonists. Just do me a favor and fucking skip Bird Box. It's just not, not worth it. Not worth it at all. Two hours I wish I could get back. But I can't. So we'll move on. I already gave it enough time to talk about. Um, Talked about Hush. Ooh, Deliverance. 1972, extremely unsettling. One of the first, like, um, nightmare survival, like, in the woods. Oh, Deliverance is awesome. I remember a lot of people being unnerved from uh, Deliverance. I wasn't alive. I was born in 95. I still know people that talk about Deliverance. Uh, really good movie. Go ahead and watch that. An hour and 40 minutes. How about this? Deliverance is an hour and 48 minutes. Bird Box is two hours and four minutes. Just watch Deliverance. Or the movie that's right next to that, The Sixth Sense. Watch that. It's an hour and 47 minutes. You can see Bruce Willis and, you know, this kid. I can't remember his name. He's the actor in, like, every movie in the 90s. And then, uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to do you one more. You go to the right again. I don't know why this is in suspenseful movies. <laughs> National Treasure, Nicolas Cage. Guess what? Two hours and 11 minutes. S- seriously, watch this over Bird Box. National Treasure is great. This is, like, some of nick cage's best work now the first national treasure is great i know people trash on him look con air and national treasure are the big two all right that's his life not face off none of this other shit national treasure con air forget about it and then you can move on from there with a bunch of shit that bruce willis phones in because he doesn't really act all that much anymore so he just kind of Shows up as Bruce Willis, collects his paycheck, and goes home. And then a lot of this shit just kind of looks like garbage that nobody's going to really want to watch. Chernobyl Diaries sucks. That's overrated. 2012. The Open House. I Am Mother. Emily. Panic Room is good. Overrated, I think. But you can watch Panic Room. Because Jodie Foster's awesome. Is that Jodie Foster? Am I fucking making this up? I think I just made that shit up. I definitely did. Ignore me. I just forgot Panic Room. 
We're still going here. Cloverfield again. So we're kind of getting into the same stuff now. Oh, God. Swordfish. Password accepted. 2001. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff is just kind of here now. But what I basically told you, oh, Triple X is in here too. That's not horror, but Triple X is awesome. The first one, this is Vin Diesel at his best. Yeah. But a lot of this stuff just seems like now we're kind of rotating the same shit over and over. So what I told you, what I recommended, I would say, you know, give this stuff a shot. I think you probably, you guys would probably like it. And, um, you know, as we keep going back into, if we keep closing, inching closer to Halloween and stuff, I'm going to talk about some other franchises and I'd like to talk about, um, I'd like to talk about Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, I'd really like to talk maybe some earlier influences like Salem's Lot. Uh, I'd like to talk about the Halloween franchise. I'd like to talk about, you know, just some more stuff. Maybe I'd like to really go into some like horror video games over time that have, you know, that have affected me with like artistic styles and stuff like that. There's just so much to talk about and get into. And there are more movies coming out that I have to see. Joker comes out soon and. Um, I'm also going to be going to Halloween Horror Nights with my boy Cody uh, the first few days of October, and then I'm going to Vegas in the midweek of um, in the middle week of October. So my October is going to be pretty trashed, actually. But I'm kind of going to try to make as much content actually as I can, stick to something, you know, work be damned or not, whatever. I'm going to try to make some more content, and um, you know, because I really do like doing this, and there's a lot of stuff that I'm interested in um, in talking about in the next like month because this is my favorite time of the year uh and we're gonna start some horror stuff tonight i think i actually am going to a concert with my boy jake tonight we're gonna see guar that'll just be kind of cool um you know it's a good on stage performance and stuff so that'll be exciting but you know guys i just wanted to talk a little bit about the friday franchise today get into that maybe again a little bit in the future and then talk about definitely i'd like to talk about some horror video games so what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to end this. If you guys have any comments or anything like that, you know, let me know. I know it's been about a month since I posted anything and, you know, you can listen to this either, you know, on your way home from work or whatever you want to do. But there's definitely just a lot of content I have rattling around in my head and that I have, you know, I can see on Netflix or I can play in a video game that I'd like to get across. And then I'd like to maybe incorporate to some of my friends who have some interesting thoughts and, bring them in and we can talk about stuff so it's not just me fucking rambling for one hour um one hour plus but guys again i appreciate all of you very much in you you know just kind of sticking with me and even if obviously you don't have like reminders set on and shit like that for when i upload something that's cool i'm doing this again for me because i needed something to just kind of talk out loud to and listen to myself and hopefully get better with over time and i think that you know I'm going to at least be able to listen to something, listen back to this stuff and get something out of it for my own, you know, my own, my own mind. So I appreciate everything, guys. I love you very much. I hope you have a good day and a good week, and I will see you and talk to you again in the near future. All right. Ch -ch -ch -ah -ah -ah.